This is the Psychic Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rossiter. I'm an artist, writer, and psychic medium living in Hawaii. This show is about people who are intuitive and creative, and what the process of integrating that awareness looks and feels like, and how we can access and develop that place inside of us all that is supremely psychic. Hi, I'd like to share with you a free event that I'm offering in September. On Friday, September 24th, it will be a panel discussion called How to Heal, Clear, and Release to Increase Your Creativity. So it's going to be with singer-songwriter Marissa Iman and Rebecca Packard, who's an emotion code practitioner. And we will talk about how to heal trauma, clear energy, release blocks, and improve your creativity. And I hope that this will welcome more abundance and ease into your life and work. It's going to be at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on Friday, September 24th. And it will be a Zoom call. So you can email me to get a link to join or I could share the recording with you. And you can connect with me at bookings at thepsychicartistpodcast.com. And I look forward to seeing you there. So I had a great talk with Brad Yates on his Facebook Live about creativity and money. And I'm super grateful for that opportunity and his generosity to do this tapping work with us. I feel like there were a lot of creative people or people who want to be more creative on um, watching. And so I'd like to channel a message that would support you in going deeper. So uh, <clears throat> just gonna call on my angels and spirit guides to support this and specifically Archangel Michael, Haniel, Zachiel, Azrael, Metatron, Uriel, Jophiel, Shamuel, Ariel, Raphael, Gabriel, Uriel, one more time for Uriel, and uh, St. Germain, Kuan Yin, Joan of Arc, and any other angel and spirit guide I'm getting, um, the goddess Saraswati, goddess of creativity, abundance, Lakshmi, asking for all the beautiful beings of love and light that are aligned for our highest good to support us today in connecting to our inner source, to our creativity, and to our gifts and talents to share. Please make this a safe space, increase clairvoyance and psychic ability, and may whatever comes through be for the highest good of all. Angels and spirit guides, what do you have to share with us today? So money and creativity and abundance are such important topics right now. There is a um, perception of lack and fear is so strong right now in our world and in our cultures or in the, the sort of co collective consciousness of this planet at the moment. And it has been off and on throughout time, but in particular right now, people are being asked to 
step into themselves or to go along with the popular narrative of thinking and um, not to say that you shouldn't protect yourself and be safe, but what do you do with your mind when you are acting safely? Are you thinking fearful thoughts or are you just thinking abundant positive thoughts? So if we could all participate in more abundant thinking, it would really support each of us to grow and the collective consciousness to soften, enlighten, and be more focused on helping others and expressing our unique gifts and um, moving forward into a more mm, flourishing world. Um, there's so much creativity needed right now to move us um, into a more positive experience together. Um, no matter what your field or your um, interest is, it's important for us to um, connect more deeply with our passions, our our hearts, and, and really express that and help others to um, see how it's possible to make a living doing what you love and that joy is not excluded because people are suffering in the world. When people are suffering, we can send compassion and love and light, but it's really important that we continue to express our creative work, our joy, and feel gratitude and appreciation for the wonderful things and gifts that we have inside of us, around us. And that energy, that vibration of gratitude and joy does support the whole world and hopefully alleviates a little bit of suffering for someone around you. So as Brad said, it doesn't help us help others who are suffering for us to suffer alongside of them. This is another popular programming idea that that somehow we we picked up culturally, socially in our lifetimes throughout history that when suffering occurs, we must all feel terrible and miserable together. Um, not to deny the experience of sadness and misery as a response to suffering, but also we have the ability to rise above it. And as a form of resistance actually to darkness, we have the ability to call in light and focus our attention on love and beauty and kindness. Um, so I hope you receive that in a way that is supportive to you. And um, the word abundance and money is used quite often, but um, angels and guys, what can you share about the energy aspect of abundance and money and creativity? So abundant creativity stems from abundant thought our minds are like the gatekeepers to our action. Sometimes you will find yourself just doing, but more likely than not, your mind is telling you, okay, today I have this much time, I'm gonna do this or that. Uh, so if we can open our minds to abundant thinking, allowing ourselves time and space to make art, to express ourselves creatively, to sit in stillness or to tap and release what's blocking us, we can create space for abundant thinking and doing. Uh, 
allow yourself time to connect with yourself on a creative level. Um, there may be a gatekeeper or a door opener. Brad's tapping work has often functioned that way for me. It's like a good first step to prime the pump to um, like Ganesh open the door to the abundance that's waiting there for you. But little tricks to get yourself into a space of receptivity. How can we become more receptive to our inner voice, the intuition, the psychic knowing, the soul knowledge that we have, and also messages from the divine, the angels and spirit guides want to connect with you. Um, God, source, the creator, um, consciousness. There are many names for the, the, I want to say bandwidth, the, how can you increase your bandwidth so that consciousness can flow to you and through you? Um, when you allow that bright light energy to flow through you, inevitably what comes out is, well, it's going to be beyond your control that we do have like, you know, some ability to fashion what comes out of our mouths or comes from our hands or in our creative act. But a lot of it is is allowing that flow to increase and come through you, which is a bit of letting go of control, allowing the mind to step back, maybe sit in your heart, uh, focus on the breath. When you give the mind something to do, an activity like listening to the sound of your own breath or um, maybe you set uh, some parameters for myself in painting. I set parameters for the mind to fixate on like, you're going to be using this paint and you can squeeze it in this way and here's your brush. So my mind is like, okay, I have something to do. Um, but then I, I tell the mind like, well, I don't even tell the mind anymore, but the idea being that I've trained my mind to uh, listen my mind supports me. Uh, the ego supports me. I don't excommunicate them from my reality or my practice. I'm very grateful for the strength and beauty of the mind, the ego, the sense of self and being and doing this physical body, these, um, this reality, um, this chair, this room. These are real things that support me in being my best self and doing work that will serve others and express my creative impulses. And so I harness the mind. I say, hey, what can we do? Let's approach this from a variety of directions. And the mind often um, comes up with fears. That's been the pattern at the moment. I'm not facing that so much because I do a lot of tapping and I do a lot of uh, work, um, psychic work to dissolve those patterns and limiting beliefs and fears. But it's so important when the mind brings a fear to you to say, is this mine? Where did this come from? Have I cleared my energy field? Have I um, sent back any energy that doesn't belong to me? Is that someone else's thought? 
Is that a dark energy, an entity, an attachment or a cord? Am I in somebody else's um, field of, of thought? Should I believe that thought? Um, often when you have a negative thought, it's not yours. And you can say delete or no, thank you. Or just breathe and give yourself that moment to witness and observe the thought. Is this thought serving me? Um, so let me think of an example. Um, like say I'm about to paint something and I think, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not, I'm not famous like um, Helen Frankenthaler. I'm not, she's amazing. I'm not a trained abstract expressionist artist, whatever that means. Um, so what does that mean? You know, like literally that, that thought is a limiting belief meant to keep you from your next act. And if you call that thought out and you say, you just said to me that I'm not a trained abstract expressionist painter like someone else who's now dead and famous and who had a lifetime in which she became that. Um, okay, what does that mean? Like what the intention of that thought was to limit and hold me back, keep me, oh, as if I should say, oh, thought, you're right. I'm not qualified to take action in this lifetime. I think I'll just stop and throw my paints away and go back to bed. Like, what was the point of that thought? So when you call the thought a limiting belief and you go, oh, no, thank you. No, I don't believe that. I believe that we're all creative beings and we all have the ability to make work. And I happen to know that I love painting and that there's an impulse to paint coming through me. So I'm going to honor that and see what happens and put the thoughts. Mm, I was going to say over here, but actually you can just dissolve thoughts. Um, you can send the thought back or you can tap on it and say, all this fear of being an abstract painter, all this fear of being allowed to speak my truth. Um, I completely release these fears right now. And I welcome in abundant thinking and creativity and I allow myself to make my work without fear of punishment or um, sort of social embarrassment or um, fear of uh, being burned at the stake for being a creative person. <laughs> like There's some pretty deep fears there about persecution. And I release those completely now. So it's a process, but as you continue to work on it using your various tools, these fears dissolve and it frees you up to be more engaged and uh, fearless in your experimentation as an artist, as a creative being. So then I go to paint and I choose colors fearlessly. I listen to a inner a bunch of inner voices. And I, I also am particular, I protect my energy. I ask just like now in this channeling session, I ask the angels and spirit guides to come through. So I'm aware of what it feels like to be in that uh, vibration, the frequency of 
angels is quite different and it's liberating. It's like, you know, dancing or swimming in the ocean and feeling free and uh, playful. So when I align myself with that frequency, it's much easier to um, be free flowing and the choices I might make rather than being a judgmental state is more like, oh, I feel, I feel red. What's that? That's interesting. Curiosity, um, looking for the colors. No, I don't feel yellow. I feel blue. And then, so the colors will often be um, shared with me intuitively as well. And it's really great to be able to open yourself to these intuitive choice uh, making this practice of making choices intuitively uh, means that you're allowing your your inner voice your your guides to come through you and inform you and it, it can be a collaborative dance of sorts and it's uh also that you know i have many years of studying art and thinking about composition and form and color light um um, gesture, movement. Um, but at the moment, I don't. Um, so th there is a unique uh, personality, a, a trait to what I'm doing. But I try to remove a lot of the thought and allow it be to be more like I set an intention to be in a expressive mode. And that intention holds the space and allows me to connect more deeply to what wants to come through. And it's always a bit of a surprise. And sometimes I find myself being, you know, oh, I want to control that. And there's always this question of, is it done? Like you can make a beautiful painting and then you can make five more marks and totally mess it up. <laughs> and what does that mean to mess something up? Um, so I experiment with that as well. Like, oh, don't, like this seems so perfect and i'll ask angels and guides like should i stop uh yes or if i don't get a yes it could be you know it it could also be that something amazing is around the corner so i might take two beautiful paintings that are wet and just put them together and then peel them back and see this other incredible thing that i could not have made or conceived of with the hand or the mind, but through the experimentation and the um, fearlessness of, of practice, you arrive at moments that might show you or teach you things. I mean, the other day I made a painting like that and one of them was perfect and the other one was like, not sure. And then I started to paint around the edge of the other one. And then that looked too perfect. So I waited a minute. I was like, oh, it's a really nice painting, but I just am not feeling it. I'm not like there's some, there was some uh, stylistic ego in that other one that didn't, didn't align with me. So even though it was a beautiful painting, somebody might've liked it, wanted to look at it. I sort of was interested in it. It didn't align. So, I just painted right over top of it and it's gone now. I have a photo of it that I took halfway through the process, but um, that's kind of interesting. You know, the, the absence of that 
that little painting. Now it seems more special to me because I have a photo, but I can't show it to, you can't, you know, touch the real painting anymore. But what came out on top, um, I'm still not sure what it is, but there's, there's a layering of experience and there's no right or wrong answers or choices. There's just action. So if you make a choice and you do, you're going to be propelled forward. If you don't, you're going to be stuck in that sense of not alignment. And so I think that that was like the the takeaway for me is keep going. It's, it's okay to make quote unquote mistakes. It's okay to make ugly paintings. It's okay to make beautiful paintings. It's okay to not have judgment about what a painting is. You know, maybe I used to give myself a month before I would look at anything that I had made as a sort of stepping stone to allowing free flowing expression without in the moment judgment. I think in art school in New York many years ago and in society, I learned in my family, came from a very intellectual, critical family. Um, I learned so deeply to criticize and analyze and judge everything before it had even left my mind. So sometimes we find it hard to speak or act or do or even know what we feel because we've already got so many narratives going in our minds telling us um, oh, that's not okay to say, oh, that's not going to be a good piece of art. So don't bother making it like we stunt our creative process or our expression because of these fears of persecution, judgment, or social acceptability. And, um, I've done a lot of work to unravel that, um, that, uh, limiting practice. And so it is possible to let that go. It is possible to speak from your heart, speak freely, be in tune with your intuition and not be limited by these um, constraints that are really not, we, they're not our beliefs, they come from elsewhere. And what would it be like if you didn't have judgment about things like art history or the validity validity of a certain style of painting? Or what if you, um, not saying you don't have preferences or opinions, but what if you just press pause on your judgments uh, long enough for you to be able to create a lot of really interesting work and then come back to it at another time when you're not self-critical and look at the work with um, curious eyes and see, wow, what what's coming through here? Um, we're communicating with ourselves as much as our audience. And um, that conversation between you and yourself is really important to have the courage to speak, to write, to make music, to, to use your voice, to sing, to use your body, to dance, to use your arms and hands, to make sculpture, painting, photography, these expressive um, modalities 
take us out of this place of judgment and into this space of offering and being receptive to allowing energy to flow through us and out. And it's we're like mirrors, but we're also molding our mirrors at the same time. Um, and I'm just really wishing for us all to um, experience more of this unlimited connection to creative thoughts with less of the judgment and the mind involvement that says, you know, you can't do that. Well, says who? <laughs> I mean, it's a really ridiculous idea that we need permission from someone else to be ourselves. I'm sending you lots of love and light and uh, many blessings. Thank you for listening to the Psychic Artist Podcast. To learn more about me, you can go to sarahrossiter.com, on Facebook at the Psychic Artist Podcast, and on Instagram at srossiterstudio. Thank you for listening and many blessings.